You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, that is ESPN Radio, hour number two right now. We appreciate you, as always, joining this hour, brought to you by our good friends at Birch Orthodontics. Saw Dr. Birch this morning. We had a worthwhile conversation about uh, not only my son's teeth and how they're progressing, how everything's looking uh, A-OK. It's, everything's going the way it's supposed to, swimmingly, I might say. Uh, but we also talked a little bit about the transfer portal guys. We talked a lot about this FSU basketball team. We talked about hope guys holding on to hope. We talked about a lot of things. And so... It was a fruitful visit, as it always is, to the offices of Birch Orthodontics, which I appreciate, always. Man, man I actually had a tough visit there recently. I thought I was out, Jeff. I thought oh. I was out. Oh! And, and, and they, they, well, my kid dragged me back in. Our youngest, this is something you're going to learn at the end of the, and we had this conversation before about retainers. Corey's, Corey's not a believer in the retainers. I'm not it's even. Ridiculous. Nonsense. It's a racket. So, well, I'll tell you. So, we actually had an issue with our youngest who apparently just decided to stop wearing retainers mm. after. And and so after six months of that, the teeth kind of shifted a little bit. Oh. So now we've got to go back in and get it resized. And we're, we're back in. We're, we're back. We're sucked back in a little bit. But that's fine. It's not it's not Dr. Birch's fault. It's not Birch Orthodontics' fault. It's no. our fault. The show fell dropped the ball in yeah. this one. So you're saying that maybe it isn't a racket and people should wear their retainers. Yes, yes. So okay. you got, Especially if you're you, a kid, right? You two gave us some poor advice. Apparently, <laughs> maybe, maybe she was listening to the show. I don't know. But you guys gave some bad advice, and uh, so now we'll be uh, we'll be going back there one or two more times here before we get cut loose. But if you want to go and get great orthodontic care, it's BirchOrthodontics.com is the website. They got free consultations, payment plans, awesome customer service, and they do great work. So check them out. I told Bryce that uh, 
once he's out of his braces, if he uh, doesn't continue to wear his retainer, I won't yell at him. It's uh, I'm just going to tell him that if his teeth get crooked again, that's it. On he's you. going to walk around this earth with crooked teeth the rest of his life. That's the way it's going to be. Just That's yeah. the way it is. That's it. Tough, tough love, Cameron. That's right. Uh, this guy, Pete, says he grew up in Vernon, Florida. By the way, Pete, there is a wonderful documentary done by Errol Morris called Vernon. And it's all about the losers from Vernon, Florida. Just so you know, it's really fantastic. <laughs> it's not about not, Pete, though, I hope. Not Pete, not Pete, okay, but the good. other losers Yeah, in Vernon, Florida. It's one of the best documentaries you'll ever see. It's fantastic. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, you should, you should watch it today. I would think if Pete grew up in Vernon, he may know about it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's probably not something they're proud of because uh, Vernon, Florida is exactly what you think it is. It's fantastic. It's one of the greatest. Oh, watch that documentary. Anyhow, Pete, I'm sure your family, I'm not including them and those that grew up in Vernon, Florida, just the other people that are in this documentary. Right. Uh, grew up in Vernon, Florida, graduated in 1990, joined the Navy. See, he knew to get out of Vernon, Florida. It was time to hit the Navy. He got baby. as far away as he could. Yes, he did. And he said that he had never had registered sausage. He just ordered 10 pounds the other day after listening to us. Guys, can we sit down at the renegotiation table with the five folks? This is ridiculous what we're doing for Ben. This has been amazing. Can we convince Raekwon Gray to play tight end? With his speed, size, and athleticism, he would dominate. I think it would be badass. That's according to Pete from Vernon, Florida. I think Calhoun might be the fastest athlete on campus. Sadar, I mean, I mean, other than the track guys, I mean, that guy is just a blur getting down the court. Imagine yes. he's 6'4". Imagine him being a wide receiver. Somebody texted me during the game. I think it was this, this past game or the one before. They texted me and said, he looks like the kind of guys like you expect to see a Carolina or Duke. Yeah. Just I, that switchy. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but yeah, Raekwon, I, I could see his defensive no, end, I, man, tight look. end. If Raekwon's playing football, obviously Raekwon's a, a a fat guy that's trying to get. He's got the he's he's just been a big kid his whole life. Imagine if you said Raekwon, you get to be an offensive tackle and eat as much as you want, but he still keeps those quick feet. He could be an NFL first round pick as a left tackle, Ira, or but, or defensive end, buddy. He could he could he could not go down he could more. Not, he'd have to slim he, down more. He could maybe not let himself go and I feel uh, like the real Raekwon wants to come out. And be 330 pounds. <laughs> when he retires from his professional basketball days, there the real Raekwon will come out. We'll see him in the corridors one day and go, what the hell happened to Raekwon? But no. we should have known it was coming. Yeah. You know what's odd? When you see like a former superstar running back who played at like 208 and was not an ounce of fat on him, was shredded, and then it's like 20 years later, you're at a tailgate, you look over, they're like, Hey, that's so and so, and they're three hundred pounds. That Dude, stuns me. And usually, it goes the opposite of what they were. A lot of the linemen usually deflate. Yeah, they deflate. Oh, they get yeah. Tiny. yeah, yeah. And then you'll see these running backs and receivers who will put oh. on seventy-five yeah. pounds. Crazy. Michael writes. I know this won't be read since Jeff's love for Twitter is glaring. I have thick skin, and you know what? Y'all still are awesome. Oh. Signed, part of the Facebook backbone of Seminole Headlines. <laughs> now I have a feeling this might be read. So with that said, I was at the Ham Dome, also known as the TLC Double C, to watch a thorough beatdown of Clemson. My wife could have sworn she saw you with your wife and kids there, but she chose to let you be. That was me. I was there with my wife and kids in the aforementioned uh, box. But as you said earlier, you don't look at other people, so you don't, don't know that anybody's there. 
I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice. But I, I would have been fine with talking to Michael and his wife. They live in Huntsville. They make efforts to attend uh, some some basketball games when they can. We remain undefeated in football on their visits, basketball and baseball. Well, nice. Mike, you and your wife need to start coming to more games. Sweet Jesus. Especially football. Please. Yeah. Come help us out. Uh, Marlon writes, hello, gents. I keep hearing we have money issues and that we're tied to the bad ACC network deal. But what would impede us from having our own network? We definitely have better sports programs than, say, Texas, and they have a Longhorn network. Uh, we don't have nearly the history or as many alumni as uh, – Texas does, I dare say. But um, yeah, and also, and also, they can't contractually. They the part of uh, one of the contentions a lot of people have with the ACC's deal is they sold, they included their third tier rights. rights. Yeah. yeah, their third, the third tier rights, which is the op- the games that aren't part of ESPN or ABC or you know the the, the initial rights games that used to be you, on Sun Sports. That extra inventory now all goes to. Whereas Texas, I think the Big Twelve teams were able to keep those rights to like some of the other sports and, and some of the minor games that wouldn't have made it. So uh, the ACC didn't give uh, their schools that luxury. That's one of the, one of the many problems with that contract. It's also why I spent the better part of 20 years from 1990 to about 2000, whatever, watching Florida state baseball, whether I went to the game or not, because every one yeah. of them was on and you could always yeah. find it. And that, that we get completely screwed out of that now. Yep. And it's the worst when you go over to sun sports or whatever the hell they call themselves now, Fox sports, Florida, whatever it is. Remember you used to be able to watch Florida state, Miami, Florida state, Florida. Uh, even if Florida state wasn't playing, Miami might be playing baseball against whomever. Yep. Coaches shows. Yeah. It was replays of old games. Now it's just bass fishing. Well, and not just is it just bass fishing. You might flip it on and catch Auburn volleyball for some inexplicable yeah. reason. Yeah. You're like, what is this nonsense? Yeah. Uh, all right. So Scott writes, greetings, Jeff, a.k.a. Cheddar Jalapeno, Ira, a.k.a. Smoked uh, and Dewey, and Corey, a.k.a. Mild Short Link. Uh, <laughs> I didn't start following FSU closely until the late 90s, early 2000s. Was there ever a time that Mickey turned down bigger offers to leave? be at college or the NFL? The answer is yes. Corey, you want to document those since that's your hero? No, I, uh, I, I, there wasn't a ton. He, you, you have to be, you have to make yourself available too. Um, and I don't think he was always looking. I, I think we know for sure that Houston came calling like the, he yeah. could have had the Houston head coaching job, not the, not the Oilers or the Texans, whatever we want to call them now, but uh, the Houston Cougars, the college team, and uh, yeah, he stayed. He stayed at Florida State, which in that you know is was, was probably more job security and being the DC at Florida State than the head coach at Houston. But yes, I mean Mickey Andrews in 1999, 1996 could have said, "I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there," and gone as a DC in the NFL, as a DC uh, or a head coach at a smaller school for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, part of it was you know I think he thought, and I think there were yes. conversations that he might be the guy when Coach Bowden retired. But at the time, nobody involved probably expected Coach Bowden to retire in 2009. Correct. Yeah, and I, and, and I think, you know, he never said it, but I, I always felt bad for him for that because I think, unfortunately, and I won't get into this because it's, you know, it's starting an argument, but I think he was a little misled, and that sucks because, um, yeah, by the time he could have been the guy, it was too late. So, Well, uh, Bobby was always on record back when people were asking him, like, who would you want to take over back when they were rolling? He's like, well, I'd always want Mickey to get a shot at it. Sure. He said that multiple times. But that's, you know, Bobby's not going to retire until Bobby wants to retire. That's not that's not on him. But, I mean, you <clears> could, uh, He also you could said make... that if he lost four games in a season. Well, yes, he did retire. say that. He also, sure. yeah, you, yeah, you, you, could make, you could certainly make an argument 
that, you know, he, him knowing that that was Mickey Andrews aspiration and that he did maybe want to be a head coach. He could have said to him at some point, we don't know what they talked about privately, but you could make the argument. He could have said to him at some point, Hey man, like, I'm not, I just want to let you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not anywhere near done. Like yeah. even at, at 2000, we just look, signed man. this Rick's kid. I'm at least <laughs> coaching him for a while. And, and, and then my, we got this, we got this trio out of Lamarck, Texas. You might've heard of, I want to coach those guys. And listen, uh, now that my son's calling plays, this is guaranteed yeah. to dominate. So We're I can't machine. just walk away. We, I can't walk away from this. Yeah, this yeah. is a championship waiting to happen. <laughs> you guys are just getting ugly now. Let's move on. Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Let us tell you about the greatness that is Horizons Bar and Grill. Delicious food, boatload of televisions. You can sit inside or outside. Great customer service, convenient location. There's no reason, no reason whatsoever that you guys haven't visited Horizons Bar and Grill uh, if you're listening to this program and you live in Tallahassee. So make it a make it a point to get over there as soon as possible. I recommend an ice cold beer and uh, the rather refreshing sort of summer shrimp thing that they got going. They can, you can do the fried one, but you can also do this other one that I really like on a taco. And it's, uh, it remains my favorite meal of choice over there. I was going to ask you, Jeff, because uh, you know, I've only had a couple beers over there, and we know what, my, what I drink. We're going to talk about everything they have throughout the run. You know, they're going to be with us forever, obviously, um, because we're going to do wonders for them, just like we do for Register's uh, Sausage. And so Dr. Birch. we'll talk in Dr. Birch. We'll talk about the brunch. We'll talk about the TVs and all it's on the menu. I wanted to ask you about the beer selection though, mm-hmm. because I don't remember spirit having this kind of craft beer selection. Not that I would care about it anyway, but oyster city, you big oyster city guy. Cause it looks like they got about four of them. I go over to Apalachicola on a regular basis. I go to the actual oyster city brewery with my wife and, uh, We'll uh, enjoy the afternoon and uh, partake in Oyster City's goodness. Uh, I would argue it is right there as my very favorite semi-local brewery uh, in all the land, sir. Yes. Okay, good. Because they got Cigar City there and too. They, they do. They got uh, they got Proof Eight Five O, which, which we're I'm all up. fans of. Yeah. So like, it's not just obviously I'm I'm rocking the Ultra. We all know that. Ira's drinking Sam Adams. Vod- he's a, he's a, a Sam a, Adams vodka guy. and Coke. And then you're a craft city guy, but there, there's a there's you're a craft beer guy, but there's a lot of craft beer people out there. And Horizons has a really good selection. They do. And don't and don't let Jeff mislead you about the grilled shrimp. It's the uh, sunset shrimp is what you want. That's it's the what fr- I want. Yeah. It's the fried shrimp sauce oh, and the tangy sweet sauce. You got to get it nice and battered up and fry. Oh man, it yeah. is so good. Yeah. Literally, I. I'm as soon as we're done, I'm going over to Horizons. It's I a ban- will ruin a good meal by frying. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Bannerman Crossing up off <laughs> Thomas Road and Bannerman Road, northeast side of town. Uh, and they've got that brunch menu, Corey, as you said. We'll you talk about that in another one. Yeah. And they also got, I just wanted to say, Iro, if you want an Oyster City, how about a little Oyster City Hooter Brown? Hooter Brown is lethal. It is delicious. It goes down extra smooth. The problem is it's like 9 or 10%. So you're feeling that baby as soon mm. as it goes down. Nice. Corey, come with me. I'll get you a Hooter Brown, baby. All right. I'll drink a, I'll drink a couple sips of it with yeah. my little my little baby. Put it in my baby bottle. Uh, James writes, if Balsa is back next season, that team is even better than this one. Convince me otherwise. You know, uh, if, what does that mean? Is, is Balsa, they're talking about Balsa leaving? 
Not that, I mean, I think people are, I mean, some people are starting to wonder because, I mean, he's, uh, he's playing really well. He's got great size and he's not a young kid because he went well, to Well, that's school. true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it wouldn't be out of the realm if he, no, he's, he's talented. And, um, yeah, I think next year's team, you know, uh, we're assuming the only person they probably lose is MJ, which is a big loss, but they're replacing him with Caleb Mills. And then, oh, sorry, and Scotty Barnes. So you're losing those two guys, but you're bringing in two five-star-ish guards. You're bringing in the best transfer on the market. And then all these other guys are probably coming back. I mean, there's a chance Raekwon Gray wants to start his pro career somewhere, but I don't think so. Polite, those guys should all come back. So you're going to have a ton of experience depth, and you're going to have elite scores and scoring options. Yeah, and Boss I mean, Boss turned into, like a, again, one of the better players in the conference when he plays well. Yeah, the future is so bright. I, I sit around on a regular basis thinking, man, all right, by this season's end, will we make an argument that they could have, in fact, in a series, let's say, beat last year's team? Because that seemed completely abhorrent to the three of us the last time it was asked on the show. We're like, no way, last year's team is the better team. But if they continue to improve, if Calhoun continues to see his stock rise, if they get healthy and guys are consistently able to play at this high a level, we might be making a different argument. Uh, it's, it's still going to be hard for me. Uh, man, I'm, I'm with Jeff. I mean, I really, because I know, and Corey, you've said a couple times, I've heard you on Wake Up and other places saying, like, we know it's like a fact that they're not going to be as good as last year's team. I'm not sure, man. I'm, I'm not really either. not sure. Not I think sure. because you, the, again, I think one of the things that MJ Walker is so much better than he was before. I mean, it's, it's, and he's, MJ, I don't know, man. I mean, he's not he's not a guy that's dominating the ball or anything like that, so I don't know if you notice it or every, everybody notices it, but he has played so well. Um, I mean, he's probably played yeah. better than Devin did last year. Also, um, Corey, last year's team collapsed like they challenge everything, you know. And like, let's say this last year's team is trying to block everything like we usually do. This team can shoot. If you kick out to this team, they're knocking that shot down. They got six guys that can knock that down. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I, again, I just – it's not like the the they, Trent couldn't wasn't a shooter, but the other two guys could shoot. Patrick Williams shot thirty eight from three. Uh, Pat Devin was their best shooter. Um, Polite, you know, all those guys were on the team last year too. And I just think again, you had so NBA better this year. He'd be on this year's team, let's say. So it gets sure. kind of you got some. I, I just think again when you at when it comes down to nut cutting time, that's not offensive, is it? No. I think you have three of the best defenders you've ever had on last year's team. You had the guy that could guard the ball in Trent, and you had two NBA lottery athletes who really guarded well on the defensive end. And Devin could go get a shot whenever he wanted, and so could Trent. Those are the two things. I just think late in games, you had two guys that could go get shots when you needed them, and their defense was overwhelming late in games because of Patrick Williams, Devin Vassell, and Trent Forrest all on the floor together. But Scotty Barnes, you got Scotty Barnes. Yeah, you got Scotty Barnes, and this team is overwhelming people on defense. Yeah, Yeah, they're doing well. Um, Mike writes, thanks again for keeping the offseason entertaining. Although the basketball team is doing a pretty good job with their part. My question to you all is, do you think J- Tampa Bay's front office will shun Jameis like the Heisman house does, or will he be welcomed back by fans and players to enjoy the Super Bowl in person? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like be on the sideline. I don't think Jameis is coming back to be the Super Bowl. <laughs> since 
since he was on the Saints team that just got beat by the Bucks on the way to the Super Bowl. And when when he beat the Saints in the right when they beat the Saints or Bucks in the regular season, he's out there licking his fingers, right, or saying the W yeah. thing. Yeah, they're not. They probably weren't a big fan of that. You know the uh, uh, the what was cool about his trick play that touchdown he threw against the Bucks was. Did you I, like what was cool is the when they did the big overhead angle from uh, out wide, he throws that pass and he knows it's a touchdown. Yeah, but he literally just throws it and just starts walking to the sideline, like oh, no yeah. reaction, no fun. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think from for a guy that hasn't got to play a lot this year and to do it against his former team, you thought I I don't know I I would have thought he would have been like all like jacked up. He just he might of, also think it's beneath him to be like a trick play guy and then maybe. go back to the sideline for the. It could be. It's like all right, yeah, I did my part. It was also his only touchdown pass of the year. Um, you know, I don't know how much celebrating you're going to do when you threw one touchdown pass. Hey, uh, it would have been a little much if he'd have, like, started high-stepping down the <laughs> sideline and tackled him in the end zone. We could have got just a little a fist bump. Uh, a little fist bump, yeah. yeah. Hey, um, you asked about the uh, whether or not nut-cutting time is appropriate or not. You, do you know the origin of the phrase, Corey? Apparently not. No. It's uh, – you'd know it's not offensive at all exactly it was it was it was the time to gather up the nuts to 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 do whatever you do with them before the animals could eat them or they got buried in the snow you put them in your mouth right yeah you gather the nuts to eat them yourself or i don't think i don't I don't think anybody goes out and gathers a bunch of nuts and just starts eating them there. Like, oh, I think it's natural. I think that's exactly what you do. You crack it and you throw it in your mouth. Nuts and you get after it. Yeah. So I, they I, cut. I don't understand what the nut cutting. What? What? What is? How do you cut a nut? I think you take them into your barn or whatever. Yeah. Back in yeah, Vernon. Barn. Back yeah. in Vernon. <laughs> and then and then you you cut them to prepare them to you know, to, to take for the, them to market for the harvest for the oh, so take them to market like your plums. Yeah. Take yeah, yeah. my plums to market. My plums, right, right. <laughs> you know what I realized with all these old phrases about the way things were done? Life sucked back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like the don't let the cat out of the bag. What does that mean? Well, people used to buy pigs in bags, and you sneak a cat in there so they think they got an extra pig. It's like yeah. what kind of life is that to live? You're buying pigs back then, man. You're out here nut cutting and <laughs> cats out of bags, and just man, it was a tough time. Yeah, tough absolutely. Time. Seminal headlines continues in a moment. Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Hey guys, writes Kyle. Thanks for all the work you guys to bring, do to bring the wonderful Seminole headlines. No question, just a crazy stat. Tom Brady has played in 18% of all Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Why are you tired of him again? Yeah, really. Oh, I was man. so happy. I'm so happy to get to see him on the biggest stage again. Yeah. Did you did you hate him before 28 to 3? Yeah, yeah. No, I hated him because that's why I'm telling you, if the Falcons have blown a 28-3 lead to the Chargers or the Steelers or any other team on earth. I'd have been like, well, that really blows, but what are you going to do? But it was to that team and that fan base, the, the fan base more than anything, because of the Red, all the Red Sox Boston stuff that we grew up with here, and like we're supposed to care about their curse. And not, now they've won. They win everything every year. A little party is not going to feel good for the I – mean, you said you are going to support them for the yeah, NFC I'll, Yeah, I got friends that are Tampa fans. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited for them. And, and it's 
I, I'm much more likely to root for Tom Brady as a buck than I would have ever rooted for him as the Patriot, obviously. Well, and you say it like I'm not sitting right here. You know <laughs> I'm a lifelong Bucks fan. I've got friends that are Bucks fans. I got I you haven't met them, but I've got a few guys in my life that have been have grown up with the Bucks, lived and died with them. Yeah. Did actually care about them and actually you care about, care about them and we'll talk yeah. about them. Yeah, yeah. So um so yeah, I'll, I'll be rooting for those guys. Uh, Jason writes, why are we not talking about the positive relationship between the success of the FSU basketball team and the number of kids named Raekwon on the team? Ham needs to recruit more Raekwons. Hell, have Radon Chong on the bench just to be safe. Thanks, fellas. Love the show. By the way, that's a little questionable, that question. But secondly, I would just tell you this. Radon Chong was fine as hell back oh my in the day. Gosh. And do you wow. know, did you know she slept with Mick Jagger when she was 14? What? No, that's not good. Yeah. I did not know. I didn't need to. I could have gone the rest of my life without knowing yes. that. Well, and, uh, listen, that's years later, she admitted that in an interview because her dad uh, was friends with Mick. And Tommy Mick would, Yeah. And Mick would come over and they'd have a good time. And oh, he ended that's up yuck, man. Her, that's gross. And that is, that's criminal, A. But B, yeah. like she, when she told the story, she's like, I don't want Mick to get in trouble. He was nothing but a class act. He treated me well. Nothing that but a gentleman. Nothing, nothing, nothing but a class act when he was when I was 14 years old. I remember reading the story, and I laughed aloud. I was like, holy hell, Mick, your career as and a he knew, of stones. And, it's, and if he was friends with him, he knew how. It's not like she said she was 19 and he believed it. He knew how old she was, right? I, I don't Yuck. know. His, I wish his only comment was that he said he didn't know she wasn't of age. So I, I really wish you hadn't told me the story. But anyway. <laughs> but um, she was also in the most racist movie of all time that some of our listeners have never heard of called Soul Man. Yes. Where C. Thomas Howell can't get into Blackface. Harvard yeah. with his normal resume. So because of uh, yes. affirmative action, right. he paints himself black and yeah. becomes a uh, Harvard Law student, which yeah. is it's amazing that it was made even then in the it's mid 80s. It's not stunning though. It's not stunning that it was. But 35 years later, it is abhorrent. It's unbelievable that was made. And I'm glad it ruined C. Thomas Howell's career. <laughs> yeah. The only thing C. Thomas Howell ever did that was good was Hitcher. Um, in the, the Hitcher, Outsiders. He was in The well, Outsiders. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't hold up when you watch The Outsiders. Red Dawn. <laughs> Red Dawn holds up. Okay. But The Hitcher. The Hitcher is incredible. Oh, yeah, sure. Rucker Howard. Anyway, back to the questions. I want to go down this path, Corey. Oh, yeah, let's talk more about Ray Don Chong. <laughs> who slept with Mick Jagger. Real quick, though, by the way, on that question, because I guess uh, Jay Billis brought up that uh, he made a comment during one of the games that Raekwon, he, one of the Raekwons, he said, oh, and his parents were fans of Wu-Tang. And I was thinking, it's got to be both of them, right? Like, I know they're spelled differently, but they're probably right. both. They're probably both inspired by that, you would think, right? I was inspired by the Wu-Tang Clan. You've always been inspired by kids, Raekwon. Did you think about it? I didn't think about it. I probably should. Which one would have been Clark? Which one would have been Raekwon? Clark would have been Clark would have been for sure. It's not even close. You could have named him Young Dirty Bastard. Yeah, yeah. Bryce could (laughs) never. YDB. YDB. Yeah. Because they're babies. You can't name a baby an old dirty bastard, but if you say young dirty bastard. Bryce could never be in Wu-Tang. He's too square. Clark could easily be nice in Wu-Tang. Bo writes, guys, I know rankings don't matter, but how do you feel about Alabama being ranked ahead of the Knolls despite Bama losing at home to Clemson and Western Kentucky? They've also played a relatively unimpressive schedule so far, and their best win came against uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. 
Yeah, I think that was uh, oh, that had a lot to do with them just raining threes. All, the way they've won these games, they shot, they hit 23 threes in one game because LSU doesn't guard at all. They just don't care. They don't play hard for that coach at all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's dumb, but rankings are dumb right now. It's dumb yep. that Florida State's 16th. Look at some of the teams they're behind. It's just it's where you start the season for some reason that matters. Uh, Stevens writes, MJ Walker is the Lewis Hamilton of recovering from uh, on-court <laughs> on injuries. Yes. What, what, what do they shoot him up with in the locker room every time that he's helped off the court? And uh, what are each of yours, uh, Lewis Hamilton's oh, – which one of you is the Lewis Hamilton in their own right? That's funny. I'm the Lewis Hamilton of napping, I think. Ira, you're where are you the Lewis Hamilton Hamilton of? Racquetball? Who's Lewis Hamilton again, Corey? He's the Formula One driver, Ira. He's only yes. won like six in a row. He's great. He's the Nick Saban of Formula One driving. Was the uh by the way, cool to see Alabama got uh Marone and Bill O'Brien to be on their offensive uh assistance on their that I seems was normal. I'm gonna take a step back, Corey. Good news. Yeah, that's good that they got two former NFL head coaches to be assistants. That seems normal and, uh, you know, just inspired. Nick wants to know, is this the year we can dream about a basketball or ba baseball national title? If so, which one wins it or both? Look, man, I'll say this every time we get asked the question about either one of these sports. You can be absolutely the best team in the country and still not win a basketball national title. You can be the best team in the country and not win a baseball national title. It is not like football. Bigger, stronger, faster tends to rule the day. See Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State for the last 40 years or whatever. But See Gonzaga. But, the, like, Gonzaga hasn't won a national title right. yet, and they're always really good. The, the tournament – <clears throat> this is their best team, by the way, this Gonzaga team. This yeah. is their best team. Yeah, that's a uh, those other teams didn't deserve to win a damn thing. Um, the, the, the thing I'd say is, yes, they're going to be one of the teams that has a chance to win a national title, but it's a tournament, and you have one off night or somebody else has a spectacular night, and thanks for playing. And if you don't believe me, ask Virginia, who lost to a 16 seed in the following year. They won the whole damn thing. But so they're, they're also – don't you think that what they've done is what the Florida State baseball team has been forever? Like every year baseball starts, you know they have a chance to go to Omaha. If things crack the right way, they, they will have a chance to go to Omaha. I think Florida State basketball is in the conversation now. How the tournament plays out, they have a chance to be a Final Four team. And they've had that chance now for going on five years. Yeah, the that's nice thing, kind of what you have to do. Yeah. And the, the nice thing for basketball is because you're not dependent on one guy or two guys, you're not necessarily going to – be doomed by a matchup or a guy just having a bad night. The the versatility is something that gives you a better chance in a tournament format than uh, maybe otherwise. Completely agree. And it's one of the many reasons we thought they had a chance to go to the final four yeah. last year. And I think this team will be similar in that way. Uh, Justin writes, gents, coach Norvell was flooded with media during the season. Not so much during the off season. When will we hear from him again? Thanks for the continued content. Can't seem to find any other sources worth listening to wake up and headlines. That's it. Does Ira have a side project as well? FSU centric that I'm not tracking. Ira? No, I'm, I'm devoted to war chant and seminal headlines. I'm not like Corey who's off gallivanting with wake up war chant. Like yeah. that that's, you know, I'm focused. I, Laser I feel focus. like that's part of Wake Up War Chant is part of the War Chant umbrella. I, I feel like we're all in that together. I know. By the way, we're answering the question. Wake Up War Chant will have uh, Mike Norvell on Wednesday. So there you, there go. you go. That's a good call. So uh, you'll get I'll, to hear from Mike Norvell. Hopefully we'll get him for an hour and a half. I'm just going to pepper him with questions. Yeah, you're going to get him for 10 minutes. And he's going to uh, say, hey, what are we going to do? 
But this time of year, this time of year, head coaches usually are finishing up recruiting classes. They got winter conditioning, so it's not a big time for the media. Um, but uh, as we get closer to spring football, you'll definitely hear a lot more from them. Uh, Ryan, <clears throat> Ryan writes, given issues with player rights and the potential restructuring of college football, I'd like to see athletes permitted to hold jobs. This allows popular players to capitalize on their notoriety. Let's the lesser-known athletes earn extra money and is Title IX compliant. Any thoughts? I know a lot of former football players who have wanted to go to work for many, many years. The game was different back when I was hearing it, when I was a player, and even players that I met when I first got here and started to cover the team and all that. Um, these days, it's almost year-round preparing for football. But your thoughts, guys? Yeah, they don't really have much time anymore. I mean, it's yeah, so different now. Yeah. Between their classes, tutoring, workouts, practice. I mean, it's just uh, their days are – very well budgeted. And then the other thing that they're going to have going for them, one is right now they already get the, that cost of attendance stipend. So the players now are getting a few thousand dollars extra each semester to help them, you know, with some spending money. But then next year, apparently we may have the name image and likeness deal where yeah. they can go sign autographs and take pictures and whatever else to make money. So that uh, they'll be making money that way. This is important. I wanted to get this one in. Ira, you're being scolded a little bit here. Dave writes, no question, just a PSA. The segment last week about colonoscopies was funny, but as a 54-year-old diagnosed with colon cancer the week before, I was yelling at my radio uh, for you guys to tell people to go get one, that they need to go get one. If you're 45 years or of age or older, go get it done. That includes you, Ira. No excuses. Yep. Thanks, Dave. That's a good message. Appreciate it. We were, uh, we were having fun with Corey's story, but yeah, there's no doubt it's uh, something that people need to do. And I will... Uh, I will get online pretty pretty soon right now. I don't think I explained it, though. The reason I was uh, kind of backwards on the toilet is because back then I had an iPad. My iPad doesn't do this thing, but I had an iPad stand. So I didn't. I was tired of having it in my lap. So I just flipped around, put it on the back of the toilet, and so it was on the stand, and then it felt like more of a movie-going experience. So I've been, convinced, I've been convinced all week. That you that was a, a joke and you really didn't turn the seat or on the round on the seat. But oh no, a hundred percent did, and <laughs> even uh, did some work while I was turned oh, around because you know man. the seat narrows. But if you scoot up far enough, all right, all right, the back, there's still plenty of room to to do do your business. Save us, guys. Jeff. It's fun. I'm Dave. I, I apologize. This might keep Ira from wanting to do it, but you need to do it, Ira. The prep is something. The prep is something you'll never really forget. But you're gonna have to do it every year for a lot of years, so you might as well yeah. get used to it. I also, uh, I also knew Corey was 100% serious. Uh, this sounded like something Corey would do without question, <laughs> and I actually feel like he would have done it whether he was getting a colonoscopy or not. That's the trick here. I think the truth is he probably thought about doing it years ago just because he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to put a TV there on the above the toilet. It just hang out. Yeah. Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. You're lucky. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Wrapping it up, Seminole Headlines. Before we do, a few more questions. Uh, I, uh, by the way, real quick, I wanted to go back to uh, Nick's question because he asked, is this a year that we could uh, root for a bas ba basketball or baseball national title? We should note, because we have begun to talk about this and they will be starting practice very soon, uh, the baseball team's loaded. They're going to be really good. The problem is that so is everybody else, as we talked yeah. about, I think, a week ago. But it, it is a really good team. Going to be a lot of two-to-one games this year in college baseball. 
Uh, ben writes, have you guys kept up with Bissell so far this year? Leads the league in steal percentage, and most Spurs fans and media have said he's the best defender they've seen on the team since Kawhi left. Defensive IQ is off the charts. Um, who ends up with a better career at this point, him or Patrick Williams? I'm going to say Patrick Williams, but uh, Corey, you may disagree. No, I think I agree with you because Patrick Williams isn't a slouch defensively either, and he's having to guard. I watched him last night or a couple days ago. He's having to guard like Luca. He's had to guard Giannis. He's had to guard yeah. LeBron. But uh, and he, I think he's uh, he's better getting to the paint maybe than Devin. Um, and he should. I just think he's going to be a guy that if he wants to can average twenty a game in this league. But uh, Devin, I have watched Devin. They're right, man. He is he is just a defensive whiz. Like he helps off to try to get a steal or a block, but then can get back to his his man to challenge a shot better than anyone in the league, and it helps. He's only playing 15 minutes a night, so he can go full blast the whole time. But, yeah, he's uh, I, I think I've seen the things that Popovich has said about him um, and his teammates have said about him. Yeah, I think they, they really like that draft pick. And it certainly doesn't hurt Florida State's chances to continue to bring in elite recruits when Popovich is a ringing yeah. endorsement of Leonard Hamilton, right? Well, then you see, like, uh, you know, Dwayne Bacon, I think, had 18 points last night. Malik Beasley had 30. Terrence Mann's going to be playing tonight against the Hawks. You've got Isaac, who would be a starter if he wasn't hurt. And you're just going to keep pumping more and more guys into this league, and that just begets more and more NBA guys that want to play for you. I really do feel bad at this point in his career for Jonathan Isaac. I mean, he's got more money than he'll ever spend, which is great. But you know the kid wants to be a yeah. great player. He works hard. Just can't and he get is healthy. skilled, but he can never stay healthy. He is hurt yeah. all the time. I tune into Magic – you know, I would I would tune into Magic games and just be like, oh, I want to watch Jonathan Isaac. And then every time I did, like, eh, yeah. don't watch Jonathan Isaac. Vince writes, gentlemen – and and I, I'm glad we got to this one because I, I, I think he – he misread the way we handled the question last week. He writes, gentlemen, this is a comment rather than a question, so maybe it has more of a chance of getting airtime since it requires no effort on your part other than to read it. Regarding last week's question on pardoning past Seminole players, how could you possibly forget to pardon Randy Moss? Come on, what are we doing here? Okay, maybe that was a question after all. Thanks for all you do. Really enjoy the show. Way out here in Stuttgart, Germany. Uh, wow. Hashtag, wow. Yeah. Hashtag ignore the doobie for that ass. Well, listen, first of all, Randy Moss would have never been kicked off the team given the the, the modern uh, parlance of our times, right? Nobody would have said, oh, that he has to go. We would have ignored that joint. We would have given him joints ourselves. I yeah. would have given him joints every day. I would have had coaches making sure they had joints ready for him in his locker every morning. Whatever given, he needed. Yes. So he'd have joints in his textbooks, in his car, wherever he needed joints. Um, so... We certainly would not have done it. I thought it was a mistake even back then. But I think what we were answering last week, guys, wasn't the guys that never got to play a down on the field for Florida State, but rather guys whose careers maybe didn't go the way we thought they should have. We yeah. were kind of pardoning some players for not living up to the hype, not not, or maybe making some missteps after they had been on the team playing for some time. Yeah, Correct. But, but uh, I do like the hashtag. No, oh, yeah, it, ignore the doobie for that ass. Yeah, we would have ignored the doobie. We 100% uh, would have. Yeah, I can't imagine what Danny Cannell's reaction was when they told him that Randy Moss had been kicked off the team because he was begging Bowden to play him that year that he was redshirting. And then knowing going into 95, he was going to have Cooper, Green, Peter Warwick, and Randy Moss. So, sorry, 96. I can't imagine when they told him Randy Moss was off the team what his reaction was. I bet he legitimately like got teary-eyed or cried. 
I, I mean, can you imagine uh, the best uh, receiver of all time or one of them top three and you don't get to throw to him because he was smoking weed? I just wish somebody would have had the, the sense to pull Coach Bowden aside and say, what are we doing? Who well, cares? It was, yeah, but it wasn't really Coach Bowden. It was Sandy Dellenberg. And well, Sandy you got to aside. That's not a strike. Smoking weed's not a strike. Sandy, the problem thought, was he had to go back to prison. That yeah, was the I, problem. He had to go I, back to prison because he yeah, violated and I, probation. And it was just the appearances back then, the way yeah. the no, way view college football. And, yeah. you know, not, but like Sandy Delbert, may he rest in peace. I interviewed him a few years ago, and he said he regretted ever letting Randy Moss in school in the first place. He's, he felt like he never should have done it. So I don't think you would have won uh, that argument. All the pleading yeah. in the world. Well, you know what's a bad look is losing 52 to 20 in the national championship game when you could have had Randy Moss on your sideline. Or I'm had saying. years to reconsider and you still held on to that belief that you shouldn't have let him into school, which is a really stupid thing to say, but okay. Uh, Kevin writes, minutes after the Bucks won on Sunday, tickets to the Super Bowl shot up in price. Some are even over $10,000 a piece. What's the most y'all have ever paid or would pay for a single ticket to a sporting event? Ooh, I'm probably the best for. Uh, I paid. I paid a good, uh, a pretty good penny uh, for the Falcons Packers NFC Championship game a few years ago. Um, that the Falcons. I don't know if you remember. They beat Aaron Rodgers. How many that pennies, was, Corey? How many pennies? I, I, you know, it all runs together, Ira. When you got as much money as I do, what's sure. what's a thousand and six thousand? It's all. It's as long as it's got a comma in it. Um, I would say I think they were probably eight hundred a piece. And I bought bad. I bought six yeah. of them for me and my buddies. So, I ended up uh, so spending, that was that was the most I've ever spent. I spent well over uh, well just north of two thousand dollars for a Super Bowl ticket. Um, wow! But uh, but there were a lot of cool things that went with that. So which Super Bowl? Uh, Colts Bears got to see Prince. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, that was a good time. I also ate in the owner's box. All right, well, there you go. I didn't do that. I didn't do that at the Falcons game. Ira? Yeah. Uh, I think I spent seventeen fifty um <laughs> to go to a Dolphins game when I was a kid. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know when was the last sporting event you paid a ticket for? You were a kid, right? You haven't done it since I've known you for sure. Yeah. No, first yeah. My dad had some tickets to work um to some dolphins and heat games when we lived down there. So, but no, I, I literally, yeah. Oh, another game that I spent a lot of money on to go see was uh, the car. I don't know if you remember this a couple of years ago, the Braves were in the playoffs against the Cardinals pivotal game five in, in Turner field at the time or true at SunTrust park, whatever spent a pretty good penny on that sat down and they were down 10, nothing in the first inning. <laughs> that was yeah. a good one. That was, that was a lot. Of, that was money. Well spent. It was a record setting performance for the It Cardinals. was, I was pretty happy about it. You know, I was I was just in Atlanta, Corey, uh, not this weekend, this past weekend, but the weekend before. And uh, I drove past the old Fulton County Stadium and the other, not Fulton County, the uh, the, the one that came yeah, out. Yeah, Turner Field, yeah. Why are they just letting it sit there all dilapidated? I know like North Georgia or Georgia Southern. Or some Georgia, Georgia State. Yeah. Georgia State uses it. But yeah. they make it, it looks like a prison. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah, I don't know what they're in. And the, you see the area around it. There's nothing there. We got to stop. I mean, that's a dangerous looking facility. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, not. It's I saw like, the Foo Fighters there a couple years ago, so I think they still use it for concerts. But yeah, not a great look. Not a great look. Georgia State brings in eleven thousand people to watch games there. It's a, it's a it's a bit of a bizarre thing. All right. Well, I think we're good, boys. I think we've. Uh, oh, you we've know, got, that's it. We've wrapped up. We've wrapped it up. We got to most of the questions. We didn't get to everybody, but I got you, to most people, and, and I you, mixed them up. 
And you included Facebook. So that's oh, good. buddy, I got th- I got all but like two questions off of Facebook, and I got every Twitter question. Good. We're doing it, man. We're doing it. Headlines for life. I kind of feel like I was the star of the show today. Sometimes we take turns, but it was clear I really wasn't feeling it, and Corey and I were both good, but I really rose to the occasion. Well, I mean, a rising tide lifts all ships, and when I'm good, I know you're going to be good. <laughs> so that's what happens. For, for Ira Chappelle and Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Be well. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.